Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Central District Podcast. This is episode five. I'm Sam, and I'll kick it over to our other host. Hey, this is Nate, Central District. Um, thanks for joining us. So today on episode five, uh, we're actually going to pull uh, something from the community. Uh, so a uh, shout out and thanks to Brian Miller, who suggested this topic, and we thought it was a good one to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about frame materials today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's three major frame materials. There is aluminum, carbon, and steel, and we'll throw a little bonus one at the end there. So I guess let's talk about the most popular one, aluminum. What are your thoughts on aluminum frames, Nate? Well, um, that's changed over the years. So, you know, in the day, we'll teach this guy, Kai, okay. in the day, aluminum maybe was mostly an inexpensive frame, pretty mm -hmm. stiff riding, and um, we all had them, and, you know, that's kind of how you got an, un an inexpensive mountain bike. Right. Manufa you know, and that was a butted tube set. Now we get into a manufactured tubes that made from an alloy that's yeah so aluminum is kind of misleading it's still called aluminum and that's still a large part of what the metal is but alloy is like if we get a little nerdy alloy is probably the more correct term because it's a blend of metals right um, yeah and so now man the manufacturing of aluminum i don't know is like a hundred percent better than it was even 10 oh my, years ago yeah, exactly. so tube sets aren't like you know this is a real simple um Dem or example is you know like a butted tube set would be like when you were a kid you had that play-doh machine that you put the little uh cookie cutter things in it right. and you pushed it the lever down and something right. came out kind of like an extruder yeah if anyone's yeah. familiar with something yeah. like that so and um now things are manipulated under a hydraulic oil pressure they can get all kinds of neat shapes you can do hydroforming with water like there's a lot of stuff a lot of so, science involved um so to break it down is most of the bikes I ride now are going to be aluminum. Um, right. And that's a, almost a frame choice. I do ride other stuff, and mm -hmm. um, carbon has its allure, but for price point, longevity, and actually a little bit of ride quality, I kind of prefer an alloy frame. Yeah. Uh, especially more so with a full suspension bike. Agreed. You know, and that's what, you know, al aluminum has gotten so good you know like again like even even welds like yeah like you said like material signs like you look at an aluminum frame and it looks clean like a lot of you know these manufacturers have really figured out how to like make clean welds some manufacturers even like norco for example they have what they call smooth weld technology so like it looks like a carbon frame because you just have these you know where all the tubes meet it, it's all kind of filed and ground down yep. and it looks super clean so you, you know from the naked eye you can you can kind of fool yourself and again being the alloys they can blend them with other materials that are light strong like aluminum will take in like if you take decent care of an alloy frame it's gonna last you for a long time sure and often what we're seeing um is aluminum swing arms or rear rear suspension mm-hmm made out of alloy with a carbon front triangle. So they do get the benefit of a little, uh, it's negligible, I think, between a high quality aluminum frame and a, a carbon frame about which one weighs less. There are going to be um, more variables when you get into the build about what the final weight will be. But uh, to put two, two frames side by side, 
Um, carbon can be a little flexy, especially in a rear swing arm. And so we see some manufacturers, and Kona is notable um, with mm -hmm. this, is a, an aluminum swing arm or rear suspension mated to a carbon front triangle. Yep. Um, and I, that's kind of cool, but I still like the aluminum. And uh, frankly, um, you know, I'm going to be not as interested in some of the higher higher end stuff just as, sure. a, as a as a consumer um, for sure so alloy kind of fits my budget yeah and so like i guess bullet points for anyone listening you know it's aluminum is readily available it's often cost effective and it's just it's probably the best all-arounder material um because you can you know again it's you can get bikes that weigh a fair amount these days. You can, you know, you can get a, a jumper that's going to be a little bit more durable, but still, you know, weight efficient. So, like, aluminum is probably just one of the best general purpose materials. Mm -hmm. um, but let's, I, I think we've hit most of the points on <laughs> aluminum. Let's move on to the, the material that everyone or most people are the most excited about, and that's, that's carbon fiber. Yeah. Boy, that has that gained popularity. Um, and really manufacturing of that has become that price point has come down agreed and uh now there's you know companies that um you know just have their own little blend and then yeah. there's general kind of open mold kind of stuff yep. um and you know the weights are good the prices are coming down and so there's, there's some compelling thoughts even as far as price point right. with, with carbon, um, you know, and how that frame is going to end up riding in the end is how that the, the weave is laid up. But, um, mm -hmm. and like I mentioned, was like, you know, I, I think a really good use for it is the carbon front triangle made it to an aluminum, aluminum rear, you know, rear, especially for a full suspension bike. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah. we ride some, you know, like the Yetis, which is a full carbon, Yep. And Yeti only makes carbon bikes. They don't even mess with aluminum or any yeah. of the other materials. So. Um, you know, it's part of their gig with the Infinity mm -hmm. Switch, which is a, is a sweet ride, but you can kind of feel like it's not as stiff in the rear end as like if you jump on a Kona. On a Kona. Um, right. You know, there's just something you can tell there's a big difference between how the rear wheels track. For sure. You know. For sure. And, you know, and even Ibis, you know, until until just this last year with the Ritmo AF, which was their first, but they haven't made an aluminum, Ibis hasn't made an aluminum bike in almost 20 years. You know, they've been exclusively carbon too. It's just, I mean, it's the wonder material, you know, it was a product of material sciences, you know, all probably, you know, almost two decades ago now is when we first started like really seeing carbon fiber pop up and stuff. I mean, probably even older than that for, for some industries. Um, but yeah, you know, it's weaves have gotten stronger, like for mountain biking specifically, I would not hesitate to buy a carbon bike. If there's any listeners out there that, Oh, carbon, cracks carbon is fragile um maybe maybe 10 years ago you know that was more of a thing and listen you know if you try hard enough you can break a bike you can break any bike you you can you know like but yeah there's this <laughs> a carbon did get you know like in the beginning you know like hey it was ramping up manufacturing production yep. there was probably stuff out there we were still figuring out the material yeah. you know some frames were prone to crack i mm -hmm. think that has changed very much so and um the 
there's just as many alloy or steel frames that break or crack as a carbon. I as think a at carbon this point. frame. You know, it, it is an unfortunate byproduct of it. You know, like if you were an aluminum frame, like you know, you you hit it harder, or a steel frame, which we'll talk about in a minute. You hit it hard, it, it's probably gonna bend, maybe get a little dent in it, and whatever. You know, like I mean, it might. Oh man, I got my bike set a little dent in it, but it, it, you didn't compromise the structure of the bike. Like as soon as you crack carbon and see fibers. It's done. Yeah. Like you have compromised the entire frame at that point because it needs that that interlay, those weaving fibers together to hold the whole thing together. Um, but again, don't be afraid to buy a carbon bike. Uh, you know, especially for mountain biking. And again, like I think we probably saw it. You know, like in road and racing applications mm-hmm. originally, but now we've seen it in higher end full suspension mountain bikes because you get you know its weight to. Uh, durability ratio is unmatched you know you get it's lighter in a lot of times than aluminum and steel but yet it has the durability of similar to steel yeah you know at least yeah. that's what's and, proposed and as manufacturing's ramped up and things have gotten better the price has tumbled and it's made it much more of an accessible frame material where yeah. as you hinted on it, it was mostly for a higher end bike yeah. now that's kind of came so down to i guess I'll, I'll shoot this question to you because we kind of touched on it with aluminum, who is a carbon frame for? Like, who should be looking at a carbon frame bike? Um. Well, um, that's a good question, and I don't know how you pigeonhole that to one person. But if for I, sure. I would approach it from the standpoint of I'd, if I was looking for a new bike, I'd be open to a couple different frame materials mm-hmm. based on what I'm going to do. And if I looked at, like, a gravel bike... I'm personally probably not looking for an aluminum in that, in that, in that. that type of bike because Genre. I'm looking for a bike that has some give and some flex, and for me that's either carbon or steel. Or steel, right? Um, when I jump on a, a mountain bike, if I was on a hardtail, I'd probably be open to all three materials: mm-hmm. steel, depending on what you kind of want to do. What I want to do, like, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm on full suspension, I'm not that I would entirely rule out steel, but I feel like that's not an application um i'm open to both alloy and carbon Carbon. at that point yeah and most of that has to do with stiffness Mm -hmm. because i'm going to really be on a full suspension bike and the suspension will will be the equalizer of that stiffness but i like to feel that the frame itself is stiff so um I tend to buy the bike for the frame more so than the parts that are hanging Fair on enough. it. Because those can always be changed, yeah. you know, at some point. But, um, but yeah, I guess... And what know, would you do? My two cents on it are, like, carbon isn't just for a, a person who's going to race. Like, you no, know, that's the a, way yeah, say, that's like, that would be my... Like, if you don't think of it like, oh, I don't plan on racing, so I don't need a carbon frame. Like, think about what you really want, because honestly, like, carbon definitely has its place in the race area because of the weight, you know, it's less weight to push around, it's it's pretty stiff, you know, but even for just general trail riding, you know, you'll be able to ride longer, and like, that stiffness in the frame, you know, especially lateral stiffness, um, you know, 
uh, is is good for a lot of trail applications. You know, it keeps your bike online. You know, you don't feel as waggly on it. So, um, like, there's a lot of applications for carbon. So don't think, you know, oh, I, I don't plan on ra- racing, so mm-hmm. I don't need a carbon bike. Like, ride one around. So, so yeah, you know, it, it has a lot of applications. And uh, the next frame material we'll talk about, you don't see it as much anymore, unfortunately. Uh, steel. Um, steel is real. Yeah, steel is real. <laughs> is, the, is what a lot of people say. So, again, why? Why don't we see it much anymore, and why would you want a steel bike? Um, so, part of it, I think, why we don't see as much steel has to go back to that manufacturing process. Because if you're a frame manufacturer and you're doing carbon or alloy you're probably doing an in-house production yeah if you're a steel frame builder you're probably buying a tube set from reynolds okay or some other place yeah and um you're not vertically integrated in your manufacturing process Mm -hmm. so steel then um, frankly, it just, I think it became easier to work with alloy and, and other frame yeah. materials. And again, those frame materials have become so good. Yeah. The two previous ones we mentioned yep. that, yeah, it makes a lot of sense from a manufacturing so standpoint. Now, it, it then uh, those, uh, like, you know, and then carbon with the rise of carbon, I think that kind of put steel in a back seat. Mm-hmm. That gravel resurrected in interest and rigid mountain bike single speeds, yep. you know, have always been a mainstay of the yeah. steel frame because of the inherent flex. Uh, capacity of the steel tube so set. it's kind of a, a it trips your head up but that's the thing that so talking about good steel like something like reynolds you know reynolds mm-hmm. kamali something mm-hmm. like kona uses great steel um there's other manufacturers that still use really good steel um but like you know you can you can get a crappy steel bike like it's harder nowadays but like old pig iron and a high stuff 10 that's frame just yeah not you know it rides yeah. and it, it like but i'm not talking about that good steel with how steel works like at a molecular level um how like all the molecules line up if you look at steel it's very structured but what that means is when you hit an impact bump pothole whatever like the material actually flexes a decent amount but it's so strong that it's not going to break it's very you know it's not brittle right it's kind of a cool so the thing about a steel bike and where it makes sense in like a gravel even like a commuter application um like you hit a little bump or some chatter and it like the frame just feels buttery smooth because you know that impact goes through the wheel the tires the wheels and into the frame and it gets like evenly dispersed throughout the frame so you the rider don't feel much of that that like chatter it's really really cool um my best example because it's the the bike that i've spent the most time on recently for the steel is definitely the hanzo and there's a reason that kona still makes that bike in steel because like for some trail riding for a hardtail man it can really smooth out a lot of that chatter yeah it can um and that also um that's why I think we all, I mean, not just for traction and other reasons, but this is also why we've seen um, wide tire applications yeah. come into play because um, now if I have what would have been like a bike shop bike, you know, 10 years ago, a lot of that stuff did t- kind of tend to be a blender, more mm-hmm. blended of, a, of more steel and aluminum. Yeah. Maybe 15 years ago even. Um, 
but as manufacturing prices kind of came down and more stuff, so those a lot of those entry to mid-level bikes have now become alloy. And you can add suspension, you can do things, but that's mm-hmm. where we see the plus tire size, yeah. you know, the wide tire things come in, and then ultimately kind of like a fat bike. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Surly's still making steel frames. There's yep. still a few out there. Yep. But really, that's gone to aluminum and carbon at this mm-hmm. point because of manuf- you know, manufacturing cost. Right. And, but all of it is trying to ride. There's trying to, you know, product manager or a ride engineer is trying to come up with the best blend of strength versus uh, yep. flexibility. And right. and you may not want that. If you just want like a sprint style bike, you want it to be yep. super stiff. You, to be, yep. you know, so that's, I think, part of right. how you want to dictate what you would ride. And right. And so like bullet points on steel, like uh, it, it, it's, it's got this, I mean, durability is really good, but it does have this cool like inherent flex capability that smooths out a lot of bumps steel is heavy you know typically a lot heavier than carbon and aluminum typically but it depends on how the tubes were formed and things like that and really steel a good steel bike that's even decently cared for will last you forever yeah like that's the re that's one of the other things about steel like carbon after a certain point, I mean, on average, they say the life of an average carbon bike is about five years. Aluminum is around that. Like, you can, if you take care of your bike, and depending on how you ride, you can get more out of that. But again, on average, that, but steel, steel can last you decade more. Like, it's, it's, that is uh, a feature of the material. And, you know, so I, I suggest they're harder to find, especially good steel bikes. But if you have the opportunity, throw your leg over one. Even if you're like, uh, the weight, bo- you know, might bother me. Just ride one. They're often a lot of fun. Uh, quick bonus one, um, and one you very rarely see, titanium. I'll kick this one over to Nate because he knows more about these ones. Wow. Um, it, it's a very similar uh, to steel, similar uh, kind of rag where it has um, an even more of a more elastic uh, characteristic. With the lightweightness of, of right. a carbon or, or an alloy frame, um, again, it, it has the same kind of situation, like similar to steel. It's manufactured, manu- frame builder buys the tube set, specs what they want. It really kind of went to the custom market yes. at this point. It's a very difficult material to work with. From what I understand, I'm not on the manufacturing side. Yeah, it doesn't bend easy. Yeah. It doesn't do a lot of things very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not easy to weld. I don't quote me on that, but that's I, I don't think it's it's not I don't believe it's as easy to weld as something like steel or aluminum. So yeah, no, it's different temperature and a little different application. Right. Um, but it would be something similar to steel, like it's it's a jig formed. Yes. Uh, f- to make the frame often very expensive, but it's like it's kind of like almost like a blend of steel and carbon uh, you know again that's not exactly you know and titanium is often toted as an indestructible material so it's again it's very well very it stiff. was you know the metal of choice for the mm-hmm. front end of missiles for many years yep. um, and so like but again you it's, it's almost a full custom job you almost have to like lo- do some google searching and like you have to find a dude in a basement in a garage who's building titanium bikes and get a, get in contact with them because none of the major manufacturers are it's just too hard of a material to work with yeah um so uh you know like ty is really you know there's a few notable builders and um 
really it's an application for a hardtail at this mm-hmm. point and don't yep. we're not going to see a lot of titanium full suspension and things yeah. like that they're out there yeah um and it came down that's another thing with you know there's chinese tie there's american tie yep. there's a couple different where the, flavors where the owl where the metal is made does make um, a difference so, so yep. you know like it's just kind of a not necessarily a footnote but just not a prevalent right. material as much anymore right just a little bonus there for you um any any closing thoughts nate not you know there's all there's, buy the frame that makes the most sense for you and if you're considering material as part of uh, your purchase i think just go in with an open mind um mm-hmm. a lot of people we see walk in the shop are locked on carbon yeah and that's not necessarily a bad thing but then you just reduce your choices agreed and right they discredit aluminum because it's it's oh it's the material that's on cheap bikes or or whatever your mindset or it's not as light so it's not as racy and it, it just know. depends on the application and how the frame sure. is built and right. what you're trying to actually do with it and so i just think be open-minded yes i agree um thank you for tuning into the the podcast this morning um if you have any other suggestions again we're trying to you know take community feedback so again thank you brian miller for the suggestion um keep them coming because we want to we want to talk about what you guys want to hear about thanks have a good one